So welcome to a, a podcast for the journal Sexually Transmitted Infections. My name is Nicola Lowe. I'm one of the deputy editors of the journal. Today I'm going to be talking to Tom Edge. If you have been watching Channel 4 in the last couple of weeks, you will have become familiar with Tom's work. He is the writer and the originator of Channel 4's new sitcom, which is called Scrotal Recall. I'm going to introduce Tom now and ask him just to say a little bit about himself. Over to you, Tom. Uh, hi, Nita, and thank you. I've been a writer, a uh, full-time writer, for about seven years, and uh, and this project began alongside one of the first projects I did. But I think pretty much the first project that I was commissioned on as a creator was a project for Channel 4 Education, um, which was supported by the Wellcome Trust. And that was a project about genetics aimed at teenagers, which played out across several different platforms. And as part of the research for that, I spent a week at the Sanger Institute outside Cambridge um, in residence there. talking to um, some uh, amazingly talented uh, scientists about all aspects of genomics. And one of the ideas uh, that I was briefed about was uh, how you could trace um, human migration across long periods of time in looking at uh, genomic differences, uh, those little uh, SNPs, those little polymorphisms that arise in particular where they mark disease resistance. And... That, that idea, even though it was by no means at the heart of the, the show I was working on at the time, really stuck with me, the idea of using the progress of a disease uh, as a way to, to map humanity. And in terms of uh, the television side of my head, the, the idea that grew out of that was a kind of micro version of the same thing, trying to trace a person's decade or even the course of their life through their relationship to uh, a disease, and uh, the the natural one to arrive at, I think, was chlamydia. So um, this project has been brewing for a long time, but uh, for quite a while I can really find my way into the material. So it sat in my file folders until I sort of dusted it down around about 2011, 2012. I think you're right, and I think that this is the your the history of how you developed this uh, program is one of the most amazingly lateral thinking approaches that I've ever heard. So I don't think that our readers will have been expecting you to hear that you were talking at the Sanger Institute about mapping SNPs and how did you how did that turn into uh, sexually transmitted infections? So going back to that, you said that the natural infection or the natural condition for your story was going to be chlamydia. Perhaps you could just go into that in a little bit more detail and say about mapping populations, how you came down to deciding that it was going to be a sexually transmitted infection? Yeah, well, I mean, this, this is really where the, um, the requirements of television meet the sort of um, the harder science aspects of, of the idea. The challenge with a returning television series, and even if a television series doesn't return, almost always the, the intention is to design a show that can come back for, for multiple series. In order to facilitate that, you need a program design that allows you to tell many, many stories. And in a standard sitcom, for instance, one of the, you know, a classic scenario of a bunch of friends living together in a flat, 
as in Friends, as in a hundred other shows that you'll have seen. The simplicity of the setup allows you just to tell stories about their lives. Um, in this case, wanting to use a, a disease or the progress of a bacterium as a marker point in someone's life to navigate us through various chapters of their life. Um, the options available to us were uh, a little more limited. And the reason that I ended up choosing chlamydia was, well, there were a number of reasons. Well, firstly, it is typically quite a treatable disease. From a comic point of view, that was quite important to us. Um, there are many diseases you could, for instance, you know, trace the, the progress of of HIV through a, a small local population if you were minded to do that. But I think that would make for a much harder, bleaker drama um, just because of the nature of the disease and the implications for sufferers. The other thing was that I was very aware that the incidence of chlamydia in the UK is pretty high. I mean, the number of, the, of new cases diagnosed per year that I'd been given was about 200,000 uh, a year. And I was aware that that there, there wasn't actually a huge amount of stigma about it. There were also a lot of uh, infections that could sit there being asymptomatic. So, and, uh, and of course, it's sexually transmitted. Um, so uh, as a way to, you know, to map our way through the life of a young man who was, was looking for love but failing and so meeting a, a number of different partners, uh, this just seemed to tick all of those boxes. Yeah, I think it certainly fits the bill. Can I ask you, you, you've obviously done like quite a lot of uh, research uh, on the background of chlamydia now, but did you ask anyone when you were thinking a, a, about it, did you ask someone, uh, do you physician perhaps for some help to work out which infection or did you come across the idea then just on your own? Well, I, I've never had an STI myself, but I was aware of chlamydia. I've had the full STI screen done in the past. And, and so I, I was sort of, I was reasonably aware of of its utility uh, in storytelling terms, but once once I started to develop the idea, I did speak to a couple of doctors who had experience working in in sexual health. And um, the focus of the show is is not in particular the infection itself. So I, I didn't need a a huge level of detail uh, about it. Though I wanted I wanted the um, the facts of it to be to be correct. And the doctors I spoke to were helpful in doing that. I would say that the point in the show where we take the greatest liberty is that, I, you know, to the best of my knowledge, no doctor will would insist on you uh, contacting partners, you know, running eight years back, say, um, for chlamydia specifically. But that is perhaps the greatest liberty we take. And, and there I was, again, sort of mindful of the balance of requirements of fiction against the reality of, of how chlamydia is, is diagnosed and treated and what patients are recommended to do. My view, at least, is that from a character point of view, um, our character is, is told the standard things about how far back he should go in terms of partner notification. But for him, this incites him to uh, kind of reach further back and uh, and reflect more deeply on a, a sort of a decade of romantic car crashes. So for him, it's a it's a launch pad to uh, to begin to interrogate his past as he looks for some answers. And uh, this STI diagnosis is uh, is the thing that lights the touch paper.
I think that's fair enough. And you obviously found a good way of getting around it. It was just from the STI physician's point of view, and therefore lots of our readers. Uh, I wondered if if any of your uh, clinical advisors sort of tried to stop you there and said, look, Tom, you can't do this because, you know, we'd only ever go back six months to a year. Yeah. I mean, I think most of the doctors that I spoke to were were pretty understanding. Uh, and I think they they felt that so long as at no point on screen we presented a physician saying, you must contact every partner you've ever had stretching back from the day you, you know, you first... Um, had any form of sexual contact with anyone uh, because that that would have been bogus also the the ethical side of me which you know I'm not bound by any hippocratic oath as a writer but I you know I still have a a dim sense of what is right and wrong despite working in comedy the uh, the ethical side of me felt that it was uh, important not to put on screen a scenario where um where viewers are potentially made anxious uh, by the false assumption that they would have to contact everyone that they'd ever ever slept with. Uh, but that for our character, um, because of our character's particular um, psychological needs in this moment, uh, he chooses to, to make this a, a wider, deeper endeavor than, uh, than the diagnosis requires. I think that'll reassure us all. Uh, I just there's a couple of other questions that I really, really want to ask you. One is, uh, a, I'm sure you've been asked this loads, but really about the title, the title "Scrotal Recall." Didn't someone put up their hands ever and say, "Tom, you can't say that. No one will. No one will watch it." You know, it's uh, yes. The, the, it began its life as a joke for the producers. I think I came up with a. A long list of titles, and uh, and that one was at the bottom with the brackets. Uh, not this one, obviously. Um, and to an extent, I, I think it's uh, it was a, a joke that got carried away with itself. The the channel became very fond of it as a title, they, they, and uh, we we did feel it had some merits in, in terms of um, uh, you know combined uh, a pertinent part of the anatomy with the suggestion of memory and uh and these uh, you know part of the impetus of the show is this uh is this sti infection causing our character to uh to reflect back on his life to show that mostly takes place in flashback that said we may well have cause to regret the title i think that the, the the difficulty with the title is that it implies a show that is a lot more bawdy and um you know, perhaps a kind of more of a gross-out comedy uh, than the show actually is. I'm sure you've got lots of extra viewers uh, just because of it, and hopefully they're going to stick with you. Just quickly to go into some of the characters a little bit, I wanted to ask a bit about Luke, because if I were going to be pejorative and not have a completely unjudgmental attitude, as everyone knows that I really have, I would say Luke is the lad who, he's the one who really deserves to get chlamydia. So why did you make it uh, Dylan, the the soft and cuddly one? Well, you know, I think I, I, what I what I wanted was three distinct perspectives on love, sex, and relationships. And so, sort of uh, between the three of them, you know, Evie uh, Evie sort of holds back a little bit. She is uh, she's more reserved, watching from the sidelines. 
Dylan is is far more internal. He he is uh, he's in the in the thick of his life, but constantly examining it uh, and asking questions of himself. And Luke's gaze is firmly trained on the outside world. He doesn't like to uh, to, to pick himself apart. Um, and so, of those three, in terms of who who anchors this story, uh, I felt that if it, if it had been Luke, um, then uh, our sympathies for him might have vanished fairly quickly, as uh, he is someone who, on the surface of these places, uh, as a great deal more kind of reckless and and, uh, and simply out to get laid. I think the appealing thing for me about having Dylan as the one uh, with this list of causes that that Dylan is not someone who has been uh, pursuing a uh, you know notches on his bedpost all his life. He is someone who's been looking for a single, stable, loving relationship, and it is his misfortune that his his own propensity to to ask you know impossible things of those relationships has meant that that he's uh, he's ended up with uh, many more people over the years than he would have originally expected to and i think i think that's a much more sympathetic sympathetic character to uh, to look at it's been a real pleasure speaking to you. I found out loads and loads about the series that I didn't expect to. And I'm sure, I, well, I'm going to be watching it on Thursday night. Thanks very much. Thank you for talking to me. Thanks, Nicola.